0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to a special live edition of Renegade Capes on the Renegade Pop Culture Podcast Network. My name is Mike, and joining me, we got, to my left, we've got Brock. Yo! To my right, we've got Parker.
1: Hello, I'm uh, I'm your just your average uh, movie TV over. Maybe MCU shill, I don't know. I mean, it varies from day to day.
0: <laughs> we've so, got yeah. the streaming demon... Jacob. What's up, y'all? We've got Josh and Crystal. Hey. We've got Drake the Conqueror. What's up? And making uh, his uh, renegade pop culture debut, we've got Cole. Hey. (laughs) And last but not least, we've got Haley. Hello. So today we are talking, of course, about Loki. But before we get there, um, we have a few other brief um, brief thoughts about the um, the two other Marvel Disney Plus shows, WandaVision and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, Brock, since you just sped through <laughs> all of them, why don't you give me your uh, your general thoughts on these Disney Plus shows so far?
2: Um, yeah, so so everyone knows I was having personal issues in my life and couldn't commit to stuff, so that's why I didn't see them up until recently. And I watched them fully knowing completely what happened in all of them, and I still loved all of them absolutely loved all of them. I like I told the guys um backstage here before we started that I literally never need to see a live action superhero um show that is over 10 episodes ever again in my life. It's this is perfect. All these were done perfectly well. They got a crap ton done, and it never needs to be. Wandavision was nine episodes, and that was perfect. And all yeah. oh, this length is absolutely great. Um, I would honestly watch it all of the like full versions of the sitcoms of everything that came in Wandavision. That was done incredibly well, like to a Same. stupid extent. Just the sheer amount of detail in every bit. They only put stuff into these shows that needed to be in them. That's one thing I appreciate. There was like barely, there was no fat, if ever, on anything, and they they could tell they had ideas that they wanted to execute on. They didn't just make something to put it on to have content out to make money off of. You can tell that they actually had a purpose behind stuff they did. Again, which is something I appreciate. It's not just 24 episodes where you have to have a random one where a person is having an issue at the random TV show place that they work at because we needed an episode. It's <laughs> nice. It's really nice to have. And I'm just looking forward to seeing more of it. This is this might be my favorite content that they put out. I might like the shows more than I like the movies at the current moment, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's little itty-bitty passion projects that just turn out great. And you could tell the people are having a time of their lives while making them. It's just, it's got a different feel to it. It's, it's awesome. Absolutely love them. Nice. It's good, digestible, easy content.
1: Brock, how dare, how dare you not consume products at the, at the time when it's released? How dare you, sir? I'm sorry. Ah. How dare you consume products? Anyway. Um, do you guys want me to go next? Cause now uh, sure. it's kind of awkward. Okay. Um, so as a uh, MCU fan, uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a confession to make right now, and this is gonna be huge. It's just gonna drop a hot take right here. I feel like Phase Three of the MCU gets a little clunky at times. Like I feel like to me at least. I I know that's gonna sound really weird, but my issue with like Phase Three and parts of Phase Two is that some movies just felt like just connecting to a larger universe thing in a way that just kind of didn't feel a organic in parts. Like I I, I'm I'm gonna probably get a bunch of hate for this, but I kinda don't really like like the movies that I really attached to for the uh for those ones were actually honestly was Iron Man 3, Spider-Man, Homecoming, Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2, and and Black Panther, of course. Like and a couple of other ones that I'm probably forgetting right now, but those were the ones that I really attached to the most the most. But the Disney Plus shows have seemed to, like, embrace that fact. And I've really liked um, all three of them. I I, I do acknowledge that I, I have to acknowledge their flaws there, and I feel like they have some pacing issues. Like, I feel like they have, like, one filler episode that just, you know, if you could have just, like, you know, streamlined a little bit better. I feel like Falcon and Winter Soldier had that problem, and Vision especially had that one where it had multiple filler episodes. But, blah, 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 that doesn't make them bad. I just feel like, you know... If you like, you know, cut one episode out of those, or just even like add like an episode to make the padding a little bit more flowing. There, I th- I thought they were pretty good, but you know, Brock uh, Brock's did it best here. I I think they really, I think they they're very character based, and that's what I love about the MCU. Again, I I call bullshit on like like people going to superior movies for plot. I mean, again, like the the plots like. Like most superhero plots aren't like extraordinary, but it's it's whether or not you can like get the characters right and like what they're saying about their stories there, like, what like what what are they trying to operate in their narratives? And to me, I I felt the Disney Plus shows have been really good. Uh, another hot take. I actually think my personal favorite one out of the three is actually Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I know, I know, I'm gonna get hate for that, but I just I I really like the show. Um, it gets kind of politically weird at the end, but you know, you know, hey. I mean, it's a compliment. But it's gonna, it's gonna have dumb politics. So you know, right? And uh, Loki's right behind that in Wandavision, you know, stuff like that. But uh, there you go. There's, there's my kind of hot take.
0: Good, good stuff. Um, Drake, why don't you go next? <laughs> right, right as he's taking a
2: big long drink, there. Hold
0: on. <laughs> yeah, um, how about, how about we let uh, Jacob go?
3: Now, go right. after him.
4: Okay. Uh, um. I loved WandaVision. I just gotta say, it was just this crazy amazing show. There was constant surprises everywhere, like everywhere you turned, there was always something interesting. Um like, I, the, the translation translation between um weird, like out there sitcommy stuff to like intimate drama with the characters was just done so seamlessly, like and just so organically. I loved it. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I like it because it was it was clearly an installment in the Captain America series. Like it felt similar enough to Winter, um, Winter Soldier and Civil War. Like, like it felt similar enough where you could tell they were a couple of the same cloth, but it still felt like its own unique thing. Um, yeah, I, I just loved like the ideas it presented. Like, like I love the sense of community. Like you know between. Yeah, yeah. I just love like the community that goes on to like, like um, Falcons. Um, his name kind of escapes me right now, but like Falcons. Um, the Sam, Sam. Like, um, Sam's family. I loved. I loved how they kind of came together near the end. Um, I love the stuff between the new cap with the new Captain America. That's such a cool image. Like, it's ironically a cool image. Like, where he gets blood on Captain America's shield. That got to me. You know, like it was. It, it was good drama. Good, um, I don't know. It was just really, really good for what it tried to do. Like, I still WandaVision was still so unique, though, that it just had to be my
2: favorite one. Nice. Yep. I didn't say that before. WandaVision is my favorite of the three so far. Still, I forgot to say which is my favorite. WandaVision is mine as well.
3: Yeah, I, I'd also would say WandaVision. Um, the thing that I do have to say about this phase of Marvel is that. The scheduling has kind of been mixed up a little bit because of COVID, right? Uh, Black Widow was yep. supposed to kick off uh, the MCU, and then the first show was actually going to be Captain and the, Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, when you watch these, it kind of makes sense. It, it, the continuity makes more sense when you think of it in that lens, because when we started off with WandaVision, we thought the entire series was going to set up the multiverse. I mean, they, they even threw us off with the X Men character in there, Quicksilver, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, that didn't happen, of course. And
1: <laughs> it was a real boner. <laughs> Ralph
3: Boner. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then there was a uh, Captain Falcon Winter Soldier. It was like, all right, this is good, but I, I'm kind of interested in like learning about the multiverse now. Uh, can we do something with that yet? And then, you know. Loki was hinting at it and it wasn't like fully into it until like the last two episodes. And Black Widow kind of felt out of place right around now, coming out right before the Loki finale, because like, why are we telling this story about something that happened in 2016 when we're about to open up this whole new multiverse? Like, this is way more exciting. Um, so I, I just wish that uh, they were able to stick to the original schedule. Um, but other than that, yeah, I, I, I've liked the TV shows quite a bit.
1: Actually, um, I, I don't mean to cut in here, but I actually disagree with you on that part because what is very fascinating about Loki is that it takes the best elements of both Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision. I mean, it has like the radicalism of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the style and the filmmaking of WandaVision and it kind of kind of makes a cocktail out of both of them. So, I, so it's kind of like a weird like way it, it kind of fits together and I kind of liked it that way but you know I, I understand from a fan's perspective how you know the timelines don't all make sense there but you know whatever
3: right it, and just for me ideally uh, this phase would have started with just Black Widow then Captain Falcon Winter Soldier yeah. then we get into heck we might even do Loki and then WandaVision because uh, with the multi- we know that the multiverse is set up and then this X-Men <laughs> character comes along and we're like oh this is something to do with the multiverse Be a little interesting,
0: yeah. That that it would be interesting to see like how how like general audiences would have accepted the Mm. you know the correct order.
5: I honestly
2: think that if they meant to plan them that way, I think they would have screwed with us even more in Wandavision 2. So that could have been something else. Yeah, (laughs) like you just (laughs) randomly have like freaking Patrick Stewart just walking through (laughs)
0: Westview, (laughs) like what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would have yeah, been I fun Kaylee, <laughs> yeah. why don't you go next?
6: Oh, well, okay. So I didn't watch any of these until Loki episode two came out, and then I watched both of those and I was like, hey, You're man, pretty much in I the same boat as me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh, I'm like four years behind on this series. Um, what ended up happening was I binged WandaVision in a night, and that doesn't happen to me. I don't get into shows like that. Very often, where I'm sitting there watching the whole thing. I think the only other show I did that with was American Vandal, which is definitely oh, very, show. very close to WandaVision in the MCU. Many parallels.
7: No, not love that show. Um,
6: but uh, WandaVision I really thought was quite incredible. I think the the techniques, the filmmaking techniques that they used to bring to life a lot of these parodies of well-known shows, but to also make them feel just slightly off from what you remember in the first couple of episodes was really well done and really grabs you in before i think it's that third or you know it's that fourth episode where you get uh us in the present day and us finding out what's really going on in this pleasantville-esque neighborhood that uh, has found herself in i went on to falcon and the winter soldier i i wish i was as eye on it as everyone else is. It felt very overstuffed to me. I would have loved a Falcon and New Captain America show. I would have loved a Bucky figures out what's going on in his head show and Bucky gets a competent therapist. I
5: would love that. (laughs)
6: That therapist drove me crazy. I almost stopped watching this show in episode one because I was like, this is the least professional person I've ever seen in my life. Um, I would have loved Baron Zemo's club hopping Violence extravaganza as its own show. Like all these things would have been kind of good on their own, but I think together they didn't have enough room to breathe. Um, which is a shame. There's good things in it, and I think part of part of the problem for me too is I don't. This is this is the the hot take, the real hot take. I don't. I don't think as as actors that uh, it's uh. I don't blanking on both of their names. But I don't think Sam and Buffy's actors have a whole lot of chemistry.
2: Oh, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mankey.
6: Yeah, Mm. there we go. Thank you. Thank you. I think their interactions feel kind of forced to me. And that's kind of hard when your central relationship is supposed to be these characters. Um, It gets better as the series progresses. But the beginning, it was like that. I keep going back to that therapy scene. Everything I don't like about the show is in that one in the second episode where they're, like, sitting and their legs are, like, this with each other. That's sort of not like human beings do. And they're, like, spitting Iron Manisms at each other. And the therapist is, like, good, good. Let the hate run through you. I'm, like, what is this? No. Why is this happening? So that was, that was kind of a <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, like, way It's okay. Don't else. worry, I'm Haley. It's all right. But um which is it's a shame. There's a lot of great elements of that show that I think maybe could have been schooled out in a couple of different shows. Like I really like uh I really like the new Captain America dynamic. I really like the exploration of what it was like to be flipped and come back and kinda of the parallels between that and and racism, uh the the continuing effects of racism in the U.S. I like seeing Daniel Kroll do Like, there's a lot of things in here that are great, just bogged down kind of by all being shoved together. I think if I was to do kind of a da-da-da, it would be WandaVision, Loki, Falcon, and Winter Soldier. There we go. Mm -hmm.
0: Cool beans. Mm -hmm.
6: Cool. what about
8: you? Okay, so I... I, I, I've liked all the shows. I r- really liked WandaVision uh, up until the last episode. I think the last episode really fumbled things a lot, uh, particularly with Ron Bonner, uh, Boner, but uh, not just because of that. Um, I, 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 I thought – yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I really think the last episode of WandaVision really fumbled it a little bit up until that point. It was really great. Um and it really, almost in retrospect, made the show worse for me. Um, and then with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I thought that was even better. I really, uh, while I understand uh, Haley thought it was kind of, and, I, and looking back on it, it was really busy as a show. Um, I, I really liked how it portrayed racism. I really liked uh, the different characters and their different perspectives. And while that show also, I think, had a problem with fumbling the ending a little bit, particularly with John Walker... I thought overall the show was great, and I I think that that was better than WandaVision. Uh, And Loki, honestly, without getting too much into it, I think Loki is the best one of the three. I I really like Loki so far. I mean, we'll see what happens in season two, uh, but Loki, really great. And we'll definitely talk more about that
0: uh, reveal later. But Mm -hmm. for now, Josh, Crystal, um, your thoughts on the Marvel Disney Plus shows? You want to go first, Crystal?
9: Uh, something that you guys haven't touched on. I love all of the scores in them. The scores yeah. are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like Falcon and Winter Soldier's score was a little bit more on the forgettable side rather than, um, like, I still have the end credits, uh, like, music playing in my head from WandaVision that was so good.
7: Yeah, but the the guitar licks in in the yes. end credits for for Falcon and Winter you know Soldier what? Yeah, all. now
9: I remember. Yeah, those are really good too. But Loki, who, who's doing the score for Loki?
7: Natalie Holt.
9: Fantastic job! I love yeah. that. that's probably my favorite score.
3: Honestly, and I think it might be the best score since the Avengers.
5: Yes. And that's
7: yeah. a, okay. That's a bold statement. I think it's easily top five. Like, oh my god. Somebody said, give, "Give Natalie Holt like a Star Wars movie. Imagine that!
9: Oh, oh, just like the the the, sh- the shit she does. It's so good. Sorry for my cursing, but I'm I'm really excited You're all good. about
5: the scores. You're all good.
9: But um, aside from that, as shows, I think they're all very strong. I think that Falcon and Winter Soldier was yeah, like like you said, Haley was probably really busy, and my brain kind of sh- shut up." Off once they got to the crime city, I forget what what it was called. You, your brain sure shut off. off. Yeah, board. kind of like when they were in the. In the like, I don't remember. It's they like were in like the storage Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my brain kind of shut off at that point because like too much shit was going on. But um, it. I mean, it was still fantastic. And Josh can attest to this when they took. I forget the character's name, but the
5: uh
7: uh Isaiah Bradley.
9: Yeah, when they took Isaiah to the museum. I cried. And that that was I haven't cried in anything with Marvel since Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two.
1: Ooh, I love yeah, good good choice there. That, yeah,
0: that's it's one of my favorites that movie. Yes. Well, do you wanna Okay,
3: am I heartless? I don't remember what happens in Guardian. That movie. was
7: Yondu's funeral.
1: May
3: American have been your father, boy. Oh. Uh, I'm daddy. ready. Jeez.
1: Come on, Drake. You're falling behind here, buddy. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I
6: feel like that movie was 10 years ago. I know it was. Yeah.
3: You're right. It was four years ago. Oh. Jesus <laughs> Christ.
9: So 30 in COVID years. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy.
3: yeah
1: uh, one um, more th- Oops oh, sorry
9: no I was just gonna finish off my, my statements that um one was very strong very strong and the ending I felt like it it, it was it was pretty good and I, I you mentioned like the uh Drake you mentioned like the, the, the placement of all of the the, sh- the shows and the movies I feel like the best route would have been to to air uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, then Black Widow, then Division, and then Loki. Because I feel like there's no way that we could get away with doing Loki before any of them, because look at all the stuff that's coming out now with like Deadpool, uh, uh, Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange.
3: Mm-hmm. And then- And even Loki. what if? Yeah.
9: yeah, what if, too? I forgot about that one. Yes. But WandaVision was really strong. I don't I don't remember if I cried at that one.
7: You got damn close at the very yes. end when Wanda was saying goodbye.
9: Yes, yes, with yes. With her
7: children and, like, everything was closing in. And she was just kind of ready for, like, her children to just blip away, just disappear.
9: Yeah. That By is the way. What... Go ahead.
7: Did him- didn't Warner Vision also? It kind of teased
4: um, like the multiverse thing when she was in that realm at the very end, and she was trying to she was using that book to communicate with her kids. Well, she heard
5: her kids.
7: Yeah, I, I've yeah. seen people yeah. theorize that. Yeah, that's that that's going to tie into Doctor Strange her too. Like I've I've heard people theorize at that, that moment when she hears her kids, that could be like when the when the different uh, timelines start to like split into each other. And if that's the case, like, I doubt that that's probably, it's just probably maybe just everybody getting so excited because, I mean, it's exciting shit, but yeah, true. That just makes the ending even better for me.
9: And then finally, Loki
7: was... We'll get to quick, like, just real quick thoughts. Yeah.
9: Loki, fantastic. Really good. Um, I loved all the chemistry with all the characters. Um... And all, all the weird places it went. And I'm really excited for season two. So, nice. your turn, Josh.
5: I'm
7: just going to say real quick, before I go on my tangent, I know I'm real. I talk a lot. And I'm going to save a lot of my stuff for videos. I do want to make a video on WandaVision. And maybe I might make one on John Walker. Because I find him very fascinating in the broad sense of the MCU. Because he might be probably the most complex character that they've done in quite some time. And this is all I'll say on this. And also, I'm drinking a Mountain Dew Baja Blast. So uh
9: not sponsored.
7: Troy, if you're listening to this, suck it.
1: Oh jeez, now you're showing for the corporations
7: now. <laughs> jeez, and, man. You know what? I buy this because then I don't have to deal with the shame that I went to Taco Bell for a drink. <laughs>
5: oh, that's true.
7: So WandaVision, I was incredibly excited for it. And nothing beats the experience. The one thing I love about Disney with all their shows is that they are doing the weekly thing, and I think that's so smart with these budgets yeah. <laughs> because it yeah. keeps the conversation just lively. In a sense that I think other networks like uh, like Netflix or even Hulu sometimes like they just don't match up, you know. Especially with like Stranger Things and everything, how that dominates the pop culture landscape for a solid month and then it just falls away. By the
4: way, uh, doesn't like to the point where we're calling them seasons now, even that just and you're releasing the entire thing like on one day. You know, that why are they called seasons?
7: Exactly.
4: Well they've been called seasons.
7: But you know, like WandaVision, I adored it. That was for a time my favorite Marvel Disney Plus show. My favorite Marvel show in general is probably still Daredevil tied with Jessica Jones. I have a soft spot for all the seasons of Jessica Jones, but for this pocket, WandaVision was my favorite because of how wild and out there it was. And this is probably my hot take. I particularly didn't care for the middle sections when they went to the Malcolm in the Middle episode and, uh, the modern family episode but yeah. i think that also comes with i grew up with malcolm in the middle and i thought that episode could have been maybe a little bit funnier and that was when the writers were like all right let's ease people more into like the actual drama and everything behind it that it got to like come on let's get to the to the meat of it now and the modern family episode i just really hate uh tv mockumentaries like, I'm one of those people that doesn't like The Office. And I still haven't given what? Parks and
6: Rec a
5: shake.
7: Like, I I know, sue me for that. But episode eight was amazing. When they go through all of Wanda's, like, life yeah. pointed. They tied into, like, the stuff that she was watching. And I'm probably one of the few people that loves the finale. Even, I'll say this with Loki... It still adds maybe some credence to the Ralph Boner thing, probably having more to it than people think. But let's see. Mm. (laughs) But WandaVision for a time was amazing. I'd say if I were to rate it, it would probably be a solid 9 out of 10. Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was not on board with it because it just felt so... bland and... Is getting the wildness of WandaVision. I was like, I'm not down for this. Plus, again, another hot take. I've talked about this on the podcast. I don't care for Captain America Winter Soldier as much as everyone else does. Ooh, Give me the pulpy Captain America First Avenger any day of the week. I love that. But when I was watching the first episode, that's probably the weakest episode in my opinion, even though it sets up so much. But every subsequent episode just gave me so much more to latch on to. Like it, just the second episode with the hints of Sam and Bucky's animosity with John and just the broader thing going on and Carly and all that. And then by episode three, when they went to Madripoor that, that was the point I fell in love with the show. And I still want Derek Colstad to do like a Thunderbolts uh, movie or show. Cause yes. I think that would be perfect. Yes. Please. And it got to the point where by the end I was cheering when Sam came in with the, the the full on Captain America yes, suit yes. and everything That's, and, yeah. and yeah. Is his the entrance charts. was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, oh, I I yeah. even thought that like I, I even thought that like the way that they handled racism and everything yes, yes. in a show like this in a big property like this where I mean let's face it it's it wasn't about to go into stuff like Luke Cage where you know Sam gets held up right in front of Christmas Attics or anything which is still a top tier scene in the Marvel Netflix show. But just the fact that they had Isaiah Bradley in general, and why the fuck wasn't that actor nominated for an Emmy? I'm so sorry, but why right? was he not nominated? For Don an Emmy? Yeah, but Don, Don Cheadle, Cheadle got nominated for yeah. Emmy. yeah.
6: <laughs> but, <laughs> I like that Don Cheadle didn't even understand why he was
7: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's, that's the Don that's the Don Cheadle word of the day: breathing.
4: I bet. <laughs> like, I, I, I bet. I Tower feels really cheated right now.
7: <laughs> I bet so too, but you know, by the end of it, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I actually really enjoyed, even though it wasn't my personal favorite. But I'm so excited that the the showrunner for it, Malcolm Spellman, I believe, is yes, it, that he's going to be doing the next Captain America movie with yeah. Sam. Like that's, yeah, that me excited. And real quick, I mentioned it like before we started, but Black Widow, I loved, and I think. With this that we have, I thought Black Widow and Falcon and Winter Soldier were perfect palate cleansers to help these people back into the weirdness. Because after such a long break with COVID and everything, people would have been starving for any MCU content. And I think WandaVision came at the perfect time with a nice meta show about consuming entertainment to help you escape from such a terrible... Uh, life experience and I think we can all relate especially with how we were starved just to see anything new just to get the hell out of this COVID landscape and Falcon and Winter Soldier was the nice like all right, here we are this is back to the regular MCU stuff that you know and love it's like okay that's fine now here's Loki but we're a little too crazy with Loki don't worry remember we also have other characters like Black Widow and I think Black Widow even opens the the book more Marvel stories to be told in the interim between Infinity War and Civil War as well as in between uh, uh, Infinity War and Endgame and just that's what I love about this new phase of Marvel where it doesn't feel like they're beholden to like a strict well Endgame and just like what, what Cole said I really like the stories where the, the, I, I, do, like, I just love Marvel in general personally and for me i like the more intimate stories and i'm i'm really excited because that's what phase 4 seems like and loki if we're going to rate everything i think loki's a 10 i personally this is my favorite marvel show so far that they've done
3: yeah
1: anyway i totally agree with you on that and uh, i'm i'm sorry to like uh, hijack thing again mike i'm i'm sorry i don't want to be no a worries. attention hall, hey. but anyway but um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that because I feel like a lot of the shows feel like more from their creators than like Kevin Feige's team. I mean, they, they, I, it, it's a nice balance there, but I feel like Falcon and Winter Soldier was Malcolm Spellman's show. Just like I feel like um, WandaVision was uh, Jack Shaper's show there and also Matt Shankman and then the two like married a very solid like, ideology there. And the thing about like how like Marvel does their TV shows, it's a little bit odd. They don't use showrunners, but like they have head writers, and there was like this article about you know how some people react to that. Spoiler alert: not very good. But anyway, back to the main point there, and it was and it's sort of like a marriage between like the directors and the writers there, and they kind of you know, I think it really, I think it really works to advantage there, and but like they're both on the same level. I feel like I feel like the TV shows have a lot more advantages to the movies because i feel like the shows have a lot more freedom to go crazy to go bonkers and stuff like that and um i really like the shows um and you know and i'm really happy that michael waldron is like going to be the head person of uh phase four like, like when you look at the mcu as a whole like there's always like one creator driving the force for phase one it was john Favreau. phase two joss Whedon. Um, and uh, phase four, I, I'm guessing it's probably going to be John. Um, I think it's going to be multiple ones. It's going to be John Watts, who I, I'm actually a big fan of the Spider-Man movies. Like I think he's a solid talent, and um, Sam Raimi and Michael Waldron. Those three, I think, are going to be really solid there. That's just about, that's just me.
4: What about Chloe Zhao? Will she be Chloe a big Zhao. player?
1: Oh, dude, fuck yeah! She's a, she's an incredible director. I mean, have you seen like her other films, like Nomadland? The writer? I've seen
4: Nomadland. Yep, I've seen it. Yeah,
1: okay, we talked yeah. about it on the
4: podcast.
1: It's so fucking good. Like she's she's like a great director, and that trailer to me really felt like her movie. I mean, it it has the MCU stuff in there, but it it's still like a Chloe out movie, and I, for one, feel very feel very happy about that and. I think Shang Chi does a little bit CGI-ish, but um, the thing about Daniel and Creed is that he's very good at like character drama, and I feel like the parts with the character drama stuff, I think uh, Creed is going to do a very good
0: job at. So yeah, you know, one one thing I really like about Phase Four, as you know, as a ge- as a general concept, is the fact that, um, you know, af- after after Endgame, they have there's there's so much more room to play with with like the weirder side of marvel and start it starting phase 4 with with wandavision actually was kind of a cool uh, meta idea to start to start um this new era with like a television show and one that like pays tribute to television throughout all the decades i think that was a cool a cool concept I just, I just the way they got they got so close to, you know, all the shows they're parodying, um, Oh yeah. With, with it, without without completely copying them. That's that that takes some real talent. Oh yeah. I think I think my favorite of the intros was episode two when they parodied the uh, "I Dream of Genie." <laughs> <laughs>
5: mm-hmm.
0: Just just the way the way they captured that animation perfectly was. Yeah, that so good. of Barbera animation. Um we, we we talked about WandaVision on a, an older podcast a long time ago, so I won't I won't dive too deep in that, but having thought about it more, while while the finale does get a little bit clunky, I I still like I still think the scene with um Paul Bettany act, acting against himself was a was a masterpiece. Oh yeah.
6: The ship a-
4: what about, guys, we need to uh, bring up that line that he says in episode
0: 8. His, his best it, line oh. in the entire MCU? <laughs> One of the best lines, period, in the MCU, I think. What, what, it, what is grief but love persisting? Yeah. yeah. I
7: Ugh. swear to God, the memes I saw of that line almost, <laughs> a- almost ruin it, but it still doesn't.
6: What is drift but swag persisting? but I still think that's also...
2: <laughs> the thug-looking vision with the sweater? Yeah, that was... But
7: I still think that's also a testament to also how good the writing can be in these series where you can... Like, even just how memorable it can be where you can still make fun of it or, like, parody it too, but it's still, like, it sticks in your head. Even the ship of Theseus, mm-hmm. like... That whole scene, not and it was an amazing masterclass that just showed the range that Paul Bettany has yes. when he's still playing the same character. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. As for Falcon and Winter Soldier, I it, it is it is on the bottom of my list of the three shows, but I don't really fault I don't really fault like the. Like the writers and the and the director because i know this is the one that got affected by covid the most um i think like like a lot of the second half was completely retooled because there's one there was one subplot in it that involved um you know the the flag smashers carrying this you know carrying this like yeah, the, this virus, and obviously they yeah. had to, they had to scrap that because reasons.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
6: it's Fine, I don't understand.
1: Gosh, I don't know why. What? Yeah. No, I
0: don't know how they. De- why, why Why did they cut that out? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. But 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 despite that, I still enjoyed um, the dynamic between uh, between Sam and Bucky. I thought uh, the episode in Madripoor was honestly a high, like a real high point and yes um <laughs> good zemo Z-Z. dead dancing zemo deserves all my respect
6: that i'm just honestly i wasn't high on the show but it justified its existence so what,
9: what, yes. what, what did you say about, about like there being two cars voice actors in it
0: <laughs> oh we're going what? oh we're going there
7: no, three Three. In, yeah, because, In winter
2: in Captain America Winter Soldier? Or I mean no, no um, in,
7: in the MCU in general. Okay, so I can't believe I'm going here. So in cars. Yeah. <laughs> you all know who voices Lightning McQueen. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wilson. Stone Wilson. Of course. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And, and you all know voices you all know who voices Chick Hicks in the first Cars movie, right? Oh, no. Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah, Michael <laughs> Keaton.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: And it's four. Oh my god, it's four! So, so okay, they, now they're in the MCU. You got Owen Wilson as Mobius, and you got Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Yeah, but we also have their dub actors in the Danish dub.
6: Is Daniel Brolin Cars? <laughs> yes.
7: guess who Daniel
0: voices in Cars? He is Lightning McQueen. Wait, what the hell up? Wait,
5: time out, time
0: out. So,
4: the actors (laughs) who voice those characters, the Danish dubs in the Cars movies, dub those characters and the MCU.
7: They are the characters, and then even better. Do you want to know who voices Chick Hicks
6: in the Danish dub? Who? I think that's Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. Yeah.
5: Oh,
3: oh my oh. gosh. Oh my. I, I didn't realize that uh, the Dutch dub of Cars would have such an A list cast.
6: I you it were seems, say yeah.
3: Anthony Hopkins. It makes, it makes Are we, me think?
6: <laughs> so is Cars part of the Marvel Universe? Hold on, yeah.
7: Okay. I'm going to get to that major gripe
2: when we get to actually talking about Logan. Yeah, right? right? yeah.
4: Hold on. Okay. Time. Okay. I'm still. Confused as hell because
2: this is like. He's just I saying that There's voice actors in there. Yeah. The way he said it might have been a little confusing, but just there's four cars
1: voice actors in the MCU. It's just okay. like well, well, Jacob, Jacob. There's a little thing called capitalism, and uh, <laughs> the thing is, is that a company can buy out multiple actors and companies, and uh, when when they have. Um, have a have a good share of the market. They can they can uh, cross over brands synergy. Like so synergy you what get-
2: he is saying is that Larry the Cable Guy is going to be Galactus. <laughs> 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 oh oh it's
5: funny too <laughs> because
7: earlier <laughs> to Jeff Foxworthy is going Silver Surfer. <laughs> It's funny because earlier today I saw a video from my buddy Daniel from Eyebrow Cinema, and he made the joke that Harry Potter borrowed a lot from Mike Lee's cast, the, the the director of Naked and all that. Like he borrowed from a lot of his cast members to give J.K. Rowling's universe, like you know, the credence and prestige that it deserves. Now I'm just thinking Kevin Feige was just watching Cars back in 2006. (laughs) Like, all right, I gotta take notes. Okay, okay. You know what? Who voices him in the Danish version? I gotta consider him. Cars is the best, y'all. No no, This Owen Wilson guy. Owen
2: Wilson guy. He is just buckets of charisma as an animated car.
8: You know. Ciao. Really (laughs) makes (laughs) me. Like, I just I now want to watch Cars in Danish. It's a
5: trip. It's a trip. Where I find
6: that.
7: You have not. But- I think it's on Disney Plus. You have not lived until you've heard <laughs> until you heard Mads Mikkelsen say "Kuchiga."
5: Kuchiga, Kuchiga. <laughs> that's like,
7: that's, bord- that's bordering on sounding racist. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but
5: I've been killed.
7: Not only is Owen Wilson. <laughs> Not only is Owen Wilson a bucket of charisma in animation, can we just talk about how good it is to see him in a big role now? Because really? oh my God, Owen Wilson's been a part of my childhood since I watched Shanghai Noon. I know. I'm <laughs> from no. I oh,
5: oh <laughs> but,
1: uh, hey now, hey now, hey now. He he's been in a bunch of Wes Anderson films. <laughs> no, no. And, yeah. And a that bunch of heard like. like heard uh, his
0: career with Wes Anderson.
1: Woody Woody Allen me. films, come on, y'all. That, that was, my my pitch pitch best was coming this year when I was younger,
5: yeah. I was younger <laughs>
1: that's why I remember. Yeah.
5: That,
7: that was my introduction, but it was such a delight to see him act again, like mm-hmm. really giving himself to a role. And he wasn't just being, I'm Owen Wilson, can you wow, and all that. No, he was playing a full-on character and the chemistry between him and Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Like yeah. The best parts in Loki were just them talking. Mm -hmm.
4: Those are two actors I never thought
2: would get along so well. Right. Can Can we mention also that it was so weird that, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but all of a sudden I'm watching Loki and I'm like, wow, they finally tried to make sure that you know that he looks like he's related to Luke Wilson. Oh my God! Wow, I was like, I can actually see it now. When you cut his hair, trim him up a little bit, I can tell they're related now. Speaking, okay, the Wilson point.
0: brothers. How cool is it that both Owen and Luke are in the Marvel and DC uh, universe? Because you got Luke Wilson, Wilson playing um, Pat um, Pat Dugan in uh, Stargirl,
9: mm-hmm.
0: and he's great okay. in that. Mm, okay.
1: okay. This right. thing out of left field here, but right. aren't they like related to Francis Ford Coppola or like? I guess like, that's there's
0: the like that's the cage, is. isn't it? That's yeah, that's yeah, we the cage. cage.
4: So, wait, who's Ben Stiller gonna play?
7: He'll be Silver Surfer.
1: No, <laughs>
7: oh.
5: oh my god, <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh god, dude, it's gonna be Zoander and Zoander 3 in space. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But the question
1: surfer is, surfer
2: man, yeah. daddy, surfer man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay.
2: Yeah, he's
8: gonna be, he's gonna be like the head of damage control, but his character's just gonna be his character from Happy Gilmore. He's getting <laughs> mad at everyone all the time.
5: He should be the new
2: janitor at the TVA. Can you imagine?
8: Yeah, <laughs> oh yes. My God. I-,
1: I was thinking more like his role in like a dodgeball or heavyweights. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Where he's-
8: what, what, <laughs> what? What's the name of the guy who's like the um, the receptionist guy at TVA? What's his name no again? Um, he's like uh, Casey or something.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. What, that what, his what name, if, but he's great in the good place?
8: Yeah. What, what if they made him a duo with Ben Stiller's character in Loki season two, and they just played off of each other with Ben Stiller being the angry guy and that guy being like the uh, guy who's trying to be nice to everybody? That'd be great.
2: Imagine Ben Stiller just being the guy that communicates all the screwed up timelines like you just see him in the corner bitching about the fact that like random stuff is happening.
8: He's trying to like watch all of the entertaining ones play out. Yeah.
5: Lunch is
6: canceled today because that guy dropped a coffee cup
2: at timeline 55. Exactly. That guy screwed up. You're in. You have, or I will put or I will prune your timeline. You see the name tag. You're in my timeline now, Grandma. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so oh, so before,
0: before we dive any further into Loki, just my quick my quick ranking of the shows. It goes, it goes Loki at number one because, well, because everything. Yeah. Um, one division is a close second, and at the third is Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, oh so we're so we're even to begin because I Loki have a
2: we just we just need to get over There's one thing we need to get over. Okay, they, they had alligator Loki in this show, and I am not full on saying that we needed to have a broken down lightning McQueen in the finale of that show, but we <laughs> did not Get to see Mobius yes. go. We got a freaking alligator. What are you gonna do? Tell me that my variant's some freaking race car? Like, we couldn't have gotten one thing uh, on the uh, line, we couldn't bro, have gotten just that.
1: They bro. own
7: Pixar <laughs> again, but, bro, bro, bro. but then, the
1: FP- then the FTC would ask too many questions.
5: <laughs> again, I want to see the, see all cars. <laughs> again, the mean, watch that movie again. The
7: like, after the end of episode four, I remember somebody took like the very ending scene, it was just like, Am I dead? And not unless you come with us. And they just put oh, they put Mobius there, and then they put his character from Night at the Museum, yeah. Dick from Zoolander, and then the that, yeah. Lightning McQueen.
1: Restore the Wilson verse. Restore the Wilson verse. <laughs> Fuck the Zack Snyder verse. Restore the Owen Wilson verse. God damn it.
6: Hashtag release
5: the Lightning McQueen. So- <laughs> release
6: the Lightning McQueen. Yeah. You cowards. <laughs>
5: Make
7: cool the cut, cut, release the wow cut. <laughs> <laughs>
5: you
7: know, wow. do it, Kate wow. next season. I love how they had next to make season. a
2: statement from the from the show from the director of the episodes that says no, he does <laughs> not say wow in this series, <laughs> <laughs> is, like, not, what not even
5: that?
2: once, yeah. <laughs> not even once. Wait, d- he officially said that. Yeah, they came, the, the the director of the episodes came out and said no, he does not That's say right. it from the entire show, and also no
8: jet ski, no jet ski.
5: No jet ski. Yeah, never, never got the what jet. What the fuck? No jet ski. That's is, that is one thing I'm upset yeah. about. That is a- season two, I season
8: two. That. That's why season it's full two. On division for me. W- what
5: yeah. if his or alternate I'm, I'm universe? Kidding,
8: really. What if his alternate universe version is a jet ski instead of a car? <laughs> 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 no, it's Lightning McQueen riding a jet ski. <laughs>
7: Whoa. Whoa. Okay, I mean,
5: let's leave Rule 34 out of this. <laughs> okay.
2: Josh! It's All, right. Gosh. All right. no, no. But For real. For real Loki, Go to your room, Josh. The lengths of like... That show is ridiculous, but it's also actually on principle pretty... What do I want to say? They kept the idea itself simple, mm-hmm. but still did a lot with it, which is something I appreciated. They're like, there's variants. There's a screwed up variant. There's a timeline, and they just did as much with a simple idea as they could. And another thing I appreciate about these Marvel Netflix shows: the casts are tiny.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you get to gr- great time with everyone. Everyone has their time to shine, mm-hmm. and it's great. Like just one of the random hunters that was it B fifteen. She's in the show for I want to see a sum total of like an hour and she's awesome about yeah yeah and it's just all the characters have great moments they're only in the show to serve their purpose to not have extra stuff and like it's it's great i i like there it was points where i'm like one thing that i don't like about sometimes with these shows but like it's played off as a gag but in the grand scheme of things it kind of kind of kicks the balls of certain moments in previous shows like I did laugh when all of a sudden they just opened up the fucking drawer and there's 17 Infinity Stones just sitting in a drawer. But then I'm like, really? Like the like we just did 20 movies
0: and they're just in a drawer? <laughs> that, that's how, that's how you know Phase Four is uh is a whole new territory. Yeah. yeah.
9: Got established that the stakes are raised. Like yeah. I guess. Yeah. I, I,
8: I think that was. I think that was just a really great moment for Loki, yeah. though. I, I, yeah, just because just mm-hmm. that Loki specifically, like, his entire life mission at this point was get the Infinity Stones, become the most powerful thing on Earth. And then he just sees a bunch of them sitting in a drawer and being used as paperweights. It's so great. So great.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah r- especially r- r- r-
6: coming from the guy who didn't know what a fish was. It was an immediate kind <laughs> of, like, reversal. Where it's like you sit there going, "Oh, this guy's gonna be his patsy for six episodes or whatever." Nah, he's got like forty-five Infinity Stones and he uses <laughs> them as like paperweights.
9: Sure. Like I'm, yeah. I'm really disappointed that that didn't become a meme when he's just sitting in the middle of that that area where he sees the the te- like the TV with the timeline, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, "So this is the greatest power or something like that."
4: <laughs> I've seen
9: um, like no. a, time.
4: I've seen like a comic that someone shared, like a gag comment where Thanos is like, "I am." Inevitable, like this is the, like it's it's anyone on the other four million six hundred and four um, futures, and then he says, oh, "I am inevitable." Then TVA comes and arrests his ass, and they <laughs> put him in the room with all
2: the other Thanoses.
8: Yeah, because I- he stepped on a leaf.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
8: yeah,
2: I still think my favorite gag comic is um, the two-panel comic of Odin explaining to Crocodile Loki that he's adopted. Yes,
5: yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: There's even there's even, someone. I researched a photo of Anthony Hopkins holding a
4: little alligator.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's the most wholesome thing ever. I would really. And, and that's a real photo. I I I don't think that was a actual photo. That if, how cool would that be if Anthony Hopkins actually took. A photo of himself with an alligator just for that. Oh, I could see,
2: awesome. see him doing it.
0: Uh, he, him he's, he's got a sense of humor. Haley, what were you going to say? I
6: was going to say, I would I would absolutely help fund an entire redo of all of Thor with a crocodile in Loki's place. And just the frog. Yes. Oh, like yeah, frog. Crocodile.
1: Release the, the croc world,
6: cut.
5: Well,
2: no, no, I have pictures of Hulk Ragdolling
1: a crocodile in a Tower. <laughs>
5: <style. laughs> <laughs> it's animal abuse, sir. That's
2: why I'm like, I know. I'm just like, it only works in certain parts.
1: We
6: yeah. really need to capitalize on the fact that they put a crocodile in a Loki helmet.
2: That is true, but then you also <laughs> yeah. have the moments of when he's in Germany talking to those people. He's like, oh, I don't know,
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> crocodile I, I, noises.
8: I heard Richard E. Grant wants there to be a whole spin-off of just classic Loki and Alligator Loki. That'd be would that would be that. awesome, honestly. I
0: I would totally I would watch that, would watch that in an instant. I
5: oh, yeah, he wants the shit out yeah. Of I think Absolutely.
7: I think Richard E. Grant also had the best line in that whole episode. It was just like where we're Moby is just like, are you sure that's a Loki? And he just says he's green, isn't he?
2: <laughs> yeah. Followed by one of Owen Wilson's best lines. Well, it could be lying. But that would also probably make him more of a Loki.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. The the, right, yeah. the writing on
7: this show is great. Yeah. So Fantastic. There's, Fantastic. There's a question I want to ask everybody in this in, in this uh, thing. So what was your first thought? Thinking all the way back, put yourself back in the pre-C days, pre-COVID, where Kevin Feige's up there showing phase four and everything,
0: and he's just like, oh yeah loki
5: i'm I'm gonna start
0: with you um for this one because
6: thank you i love
5: loki
6: (laughs) (laughs) Um, that was the only thing i was interested in from that presentation i remember it because i was so there you have to remember at that point we were coming off of i want to say approximately 75 billion movies and i was kind of burnt out on it i'm gonna be honest i was kind of burnt out on the whole concept of marvel and i was sitting there going i'm gonna wait for black panther too. and i love loki and he's not really been in a whole lot lately because he's dead so i'll be enjoying this if i'm remembering the timeline correctly he had the like infinity war was out so he was dead dead <coughs> um but yeah um Loki's been my favorite character in this since the beginning, like since I started watching these because my sister wants to see the Avengers. And she was like, you got to see the Avengers because there's a evil guy who looks like Tim went And that seems like it's really your thing. Baseball references. Um, and she was right. She was very right. Um, I will even, I will even take for the dark world. I quite enjoy that movie. It's not the best Thor movie, but it's, it's good. It's it's better than Iron Man. Um, but so that uh, is
5: oh, Ooh, yeah, oh that what is... have you done?
9: <laughs> what
6: is... <laughs> my takes are hot and they're terrible. It's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and, and pure garbage. Um, Jeez, the, uh...
1: come on, have some self respect there. All right, come on.
6: <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Come, that's coming from me, Haley. All right.
6: Uh, look, I just said it was better than Iron Man Two. I didn't say it was better than anything else.
1: Uh, I how is that
4: a hot take?
5: I don't know.
9: Literally, I oh, no. Anyway. Hours, I never do this. oh no we might need to put in our no, reservations it's okay.
6: <laughs> anyways um so this was the one show i was like because i said i hadn't watched any of the other shows before this loki was pretty much where i was going to re-enter into this assuming that a black panther 2 hadn't come out before so i was really down for this and then it exceeded my expectations by being good fucking crazy from like word um, go which is not what I was expecting because I completely missed all like discourse about WandaVision somehow. I think just because I was like sleeping through most of COVID. Thank so I wasn't aware that we were doing crazy weird things, like uh-huh. very comic booky things. So I remember one of my favorite comics was either a Loki miniseries a while ago that this cribs a decent amount from where he starts as like teen Loki and then he becomes many different Lokis. And I think it's just called Loki but oh no it's Loki agent of Asgard yeah so I'm kind of rambling at this point I apologize but yeah it was very okay yeah I've never done a stream so if you can tell from my terrible background and the fact that my face isn't framed properly um I really did (laughs) I was very much ready for this show and if this show hadn't delivered it probably would have crushed me and i never would have watched anything from marvel like this was kind of like the (coughs) where we determine if i'm ready to go back into this or if i'm still burnt out on this you know but yeah sorry that's as an intro as an intro as far as intros go and what we're what we're getting into yeah i this this Lived up to my expectations as one of those horrible Loki stands.
1: That's no, okay. you are not as bad as Tom Holland stands or the Toe McGuire ones and I'm and I'm one oh of those guys. I, I
6: will uh I will say that I finally watched the Spider Man movies because of because of Loki. Like it finally made me go back and watch those. Those are great. I actually yeah, like those. I was like, actually, oh these are just memes. These are just memes as movies. They're fantastic. <laughs> okay. Um. So, hey.
1: Hey, Mike. I. I. I got a test in here because. Um. I probably shouldn't say this, but I. I. I know my buddy. I. I know a couple people at Marvel, and they've given me some scoops. My. My buddy, a couple of scoops before, and. You know, I got. Is, is there a way I could maybe drop those part in the show at some point? You know, I mean.
0: I'll let I'll let you drop one.
1: One. Okay. So. um... From what I've heard, from like uh, this is this uh, this plays into Loki here, but um, yes, Loki's going to be in Multiverse of Madness, but it's going to be for like a small role there, and and it's not going to be like, you know, like super huge, but he will come in at the part they're in. You know, I'm all, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, it, uh, from what I've heard, it, it's gonna be very Sam Raimi-ish, and that's really good. Like, I want these directors to, like have more freedom on these Marvel movies, and that's what Phase Four seems to be doing finally. And uh, it's gonna be pretty cool. But yeah, going back to Loki and and the Spider Man stuff, there, I I I, I I'm really uh, I'm really uh, excited for the multiverse stuff. I mean, I wasn't at first because I was like, oh god, this is gonna be very cringe. I mean, this is just a way for Sony to like just. Take Spider-Man out of the MCU and put him in. It's like cringe versus like cringe Venom and cringe Morbius. I'm sorry, those movies just don't look good to me. I'm sorry. It just... it's,
5: it's okay. Jared Leto is in one of them, so okay.
0: So, I honestly honest. completely forgot we were getting Morbius until. What uh, so did Sony? Morbius.
8: Yeah.
5: Oh, I <laughs> so so go back. Like, oh, right, yes.
1: Yeah, to, to, Tom Rothman really. Really hates superhero movies. And uh, it, it, the part of the reason why that Spider-Man deal continued is because he just doesn't want to deal with Spider-Man. It's like, dude, you know what? You nerds, you Kevin Feige nerds, you can have them. Just keep them. As long as you keep making money for me, I don't care. Just just keep them off my hands. And the only person that kind of had that happen was actually Amy Pascal. Like, uh, um, if, if you want to have somebody who saved, saved that deal, it's Tom Rothman, all right? There you go. That's all I'm going to say there.
4: Yeah, that's what we need after twenty twenty. A movie where a superhero gets his strength from bats. Yeah.
5: Okay. Kind of this but this scene?
2: will he get it through the plasma in the suckers in his hand? No! Like no!
5: Him?
8: Stop it! No! I no. need that. Ah, 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 <laughs> ah. <laughs> what you gotta just love this scene?
6: Likes bats. That feels like that could be
5: something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You gotta love scene you got the scene in the trailers. You, you, <laughs> just <gotta> love, <laughs> you just gotta love.
8: You just gotta love the scene in the trailers where he just cuts open his hand and holds it against the cave of bats swarming at him. <laughs> and yeah. it's just it's, it's, such, it's such, such a ridiculous going. scene will, will that get cut because of COVID or not? We shall see.
5: Oh my god. Oh my. <gasps> <gasps> I truly
8: feel cool. it
6: was even a movie. Oh.
1: Wait, what? What are we talking about? What?
7: I didn't think about that.
5: Oh. Wait, wait, oh, wait. It wait.
7: took you so long to catch you. We're gonna delay that movie until no one talks about coronavirus anymore. That's, They're that's, so
8: screwed. That's why they pushed it from March of this year to January of next year. I, I'm willing to bet you that. Can ah. you
1: check it out, Morbius. What?
7: Oh my god. <laughs> this is the trailer where he cuts his hand open and just holds it up to a bunch of bastards oh, like, like, oh, I'm going to have so much fun writing the ah. show I, I can see it now <laughs> on, a very, on a very mischievous episode of, uh, Renegade, of Renegade Capes <laughs> we talk Loki and guest, guest the co-host Cole kills everybody with a topical joke <laughs>
1: But, Brock, was that's it in China, though? Because if, it's, if it was in China, then, you know...
7: I don't know! Hey, I was the one who
4: brought up the bats, guys. Guys, I was the one who brought up the bats. Remember that.
7: i
5: was
4: I
7: just because I just wanted to know if anybody was a- actually gave a shit about Loki or not when it was announced. <laughs> I I did I I, I, I had no I, I was really,
6: interested just to see I what it was.
0: I, I was I was curious at else. first, um, just kind of general curious because I was wondering, wait, what are they gonna do with his character now that he's now that he's dead? But then I realized a, it's Loki. He cheats death like he cheats death like breakfast. Yeah. And b. Um, once they once they announced that um, a writer from Rick and Morty was attached, then then it clicked. Then I'm like, oh, okay, so they're they're taking it in that direction. I was just happy I had mm-hmm. one Tom Hiddleston. Gr- Gr- oh yeah, number Gr- number three is you cannot go wrong with Tom Hiddleston. No. Yeah. no. Yeah. Anyway,
1: awesome. s- speaking awesome. speaking of the multiverse, like, how do you think Spider Man No Way Home and like uh, the Sony deal is gonna like factor in this? Because I'm just like really dreading the day after like no way home was released and it's like oh we're we're gonna do the spider verse thing we're just gonna we're gonna let tom holland like do do the spider verse thing and which I, I I don't like I don't think they can legally do that but I don't know it's it's so, so many lawyers so like what are your guys' takes on that exactly that means I can finally say that Spider Verse is my favorite
7: MCU movie. Yeah
1: oh. If done I mean, well, I... it will be good.
2: If done bad, it will be Clone Wars.
4: What
8: as kind of Loki like, Everything is canon.
4: It's been pointed out recently um, in the Mobius trailer. Um, there is a poster of Spider-Man, um, like in this alleyway, but it looks like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man.
8: Yeah, and, I think that's just rights reason stuff, though. And also, and also, also, okay.
4: And you see someone reading a newspaper for the Daily Bugle. All right. But in the MCU, the Daily Bugle is like some Infowars podcast thing.
2: Wait, hold on. No, I don't think that. I think that's just. I think that that's just J.K. Simmons's podcast. Yeah, I thought that's what that was. <laughs> it's it, it's
0: it's possible. It's possible. It's the, the Daily, Daily Bugle, Bugle. Well, it's it's possible the Daily Bugle could have been a podcast and a newspaper. Yeah, yeah. It's just something yeah.
2: he does online.
3: It's very possible it's both. Yeah, it's and it's possible. it's just. Didn't it, Sorry. Did they already announce that uh, Tobey Maguire, Maguire's Spider-Man was either going to be a Doctor Strange or the next Spider-Man movie? They haven't oh, you know, they no, haven't they have not Batman announced
8: anything, anything like that.
5: Oh damn
3: I thought that was already announced because uh, Sam Raimi is directing Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness.
1: Actually, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you right there. Uh, okay, I'm gonna drop one more scoop here. Yeah, Tom McGuire's in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness too. He's gonna have a major part in that one as well. All right, you heard it yeah, here first, guys. All of my favorite
6: right. middle-aged actors. No, like, are finally coming together. Like no, <laughs> my my
1: buddy, my buddy, like told me that straight up. Like I'm I'm not I'm not bullshitting you. Like like he said, yeah, he's gonna be in the movie. Like check it out. That's like part of the reason why I took the job there mm-hmm. is because work not only that. Game.
4: None of that, but Doctor Strange will all of a sudden look and sound very similar to Bruce Campbell. Oh, no.
5: <laughs>
8: I, think, I think what they should do is because Bruce Campbell was going to cameo as Mysterio in Spider-Man 4, they should have him cameo as alternate universe Mysterio in uh, Multiverse mm-hmm. of Madness. That'd be cool. It would be. I don't know one ever laughs
4: at my jokes. Uh, no, that's, that's... excellent. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Good, I'm joking. I'm joking, guys.
1: Jeez, why are you so hard on yourself, Jacob? Gosh, <laughs> we went and have some self-love, my man.
7: Anyway, you guys, you
4: guys are just busting the gut over what
2: Cole said. Okay, I was getting a little jelly. <laughs>
5: Uh,
8: Before we get too
2: much into stuff sorry, that isn't Jake, the purpose of the apologize. podcast, we've relatively talked about Loki for about two minutes at this
6: point. <laughs> I'm sorry. i right? think <laughs> like me to continue blathering on about how much I love Loki.
5: I'm so happy to do so. Okay. I, I think it's Hell, just also,
7: like, how stuffed and how exciting Loki made Marvel. Yeah, Because yeah. I was already excited for Marvel's direction after WandaVision, but Loki just kicks it up to the Unteenth degree, and you know what? I, I think we've already blown the lid on everything that Loki does. Can we talk about Jonathan Majors in, in yes. the show? Mm-hmm. Yes,
9: yes,
8: yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So, here's, oh, so here's the thing here's yeah. the thing
0: about um Jonathan Majors. Um, first of all, he's not ac- he in in this episode, he's not Kang yet. No, nope. he this is. This is simply he who remains. But um, the thing I've kind of been telling people for the past couple of weeks is, guys, it's not going to be Kang as the as like the surprise villain. They wouldn't like, un, un, unless they've done a really good job at hiding Jonathan Majors from the cast, then um, I don't think he's going to be in it. So. Yeah, Con- consider <laughs> cool. me consider me genuinely surprised that you got duped. Yeah,
8: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I'm, i I-, I-, I was kind of.
0: I was both right and wrong at the same time yes. that he would, that he would be mm-hmm. pee- be in it. Yes,
1: Schrodinger's yeah.
6: Loki spoiler.
1: Did you pull a John Campy on Michael? <laughs>
3: I I might have. Yeah, uh, real quick, who did you guys think it was in that castle at the end of episode five? Well, the, the thing that's the point of also that
2: I love about these shows is the fact that um, about, I have a friend, like, I, like, know about comics, but I don't, like, know every character, and then I have friends that are watching the shows, I'm like, are these made up? And I'm like, no, Mobius is a real person, like, Renslayer's a real person from comics, so I'm just like, it could be any, it's gotten to the point of where they're writing a show and then picking people that work in the roles that they want to do them versus picking characters and then forcing them to work in something which why the show has worked better in my opinion but um i don't know like i had a person going what if they like some person that was out of their damn mind was like that looks a lot like a castle what if it's dr doom i'm like no um but uh i don't know i thought that maybe it would have just been an empty thing and then at the end before the show's actually done exploring you heard jonathan major's voice and he was kang you just never saw him (laughs) So that, and then it just ends with all of a sudden them going, shit, and then it just <laughs> the whole show ends. But I don't. I thought know. The
4: I thought maybe it would be like Miss Minutes who was in charge of everything.
0: That 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 was like the like mm-hmm. the popular theory for the longest time that Miss Minutes was the the true villain. And I gotta it. say, I gotta say. Um, Huge shout out to Tara Strong, who voices that character. Yeah.
5: Yes, yeah.
0: Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's she's legend. A, I thought that was yeah. Calf. I thought that was Calf Stussy at first. I, I I can I can see why you thought that because the the whole southern accent, but um, yeah. but no, that's that's Tara Strong, and um, you know, for for such for such a big project, she really did knock it out of the park. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: I only thought
0: Out.
6: that the big reveal was going to be that everybody was a Loki in some way.
5: So <laughs> there was I another there was Loki there. Going to be like an ur Loki or an Uber Loki in that mm, cast.
3: Yeah, I I also yeah, expected a yeah. Loki to be. in Can You place. imagine if it was a Loki
2: that looked like um Chris Hemsworth?
6: Yeah, I'm oh, It was. Good. I thought it was going to be that... something real weird like that. Like it was going <laughs> to. Yeah, be like, like Thor Loki or like mm-hmm. or
0: like, Matt Damon Loki. Like, or
6: or like alligator loki because we already had crocodile loki or some you know some that miss minutes was a loki like some it was gonna be a loki that was my brain where my brain was at although me i had this really horrible like feeling in like episode five when they started really focusing on some of those posters and i was like oh that kind of looks like howard stark and then there was like the team timekeepers were like theme park animatronics and i was like I swear to God, if this goes back to Tony Stark, like everything else, I am going to destroy something. <laughs> yeah. They thought that wasn't it. <laughs> but, yeah, I, tr- I thought that it was just going to be Loki's all the way down.
8: Yeah, I thought... Um, I, I also thought it was a Loki, but the other thing I was thinking was that maybe... Um, that Mobius was actually a variant of the guy who was in charge. And that's why they were always keeping an eye on him or something like that, which I guess would have been cool. But, um, no, I'm glad they went with Kang though. That's I, I really, I really liked how the show is an origin for Kang in a way, but also an, or I, I didn't know I wanted this until it happened, but I really like how it's an origin for the multiverse in a way. I really like
5: that.
4: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah.
9: Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be more of like a like an infinite time loop kind of thing where they they get to like the big man in charge and they're like, this has already happened. This is just going to like like, Mm. going to repeat. You're going to kill me and then it's going to happen all over again, which they almost went. But I'm glad that they didn't
7: like when it got to that really awesome scene, because I'll admit I wasn't wild on on Jonathan Majors. I was like, oh, shit oh my god, he's actually here, but then he had that that gravitas thing that I really hate with some villains. I, I just came off of watching Inuyasha. I know yeah. it's totally unrelated, but I hate the main villain in that because he's always like, uh, well, I planned this to happen. This was always going to happen, this and that. Mm-hmm. And same with, that's why I hate the Emperor in Star Wars in Episode Nine because it's like, no, but I planned this and this too. And yeah. it's like,
6: that's, it's like, no, you didn't. And every and
8: plot hole, out. part of my plan.
5: Yeah, And even that's down so to crazy. how
7: Jonathan Banks was just, or Jonathan Banks, Jonathan Majors is just like, you know, like just mm-hmm. over the top, hamming it up. I was like, okay, this is fun, but you gotta dial it back. And the second I thought that, that's when he was like,
2: Okay. Oh Up yeah. until two seconds ago, I had it all together. Yeah.
7: but <laughs> Literally, I, literally, like we're we're past the point where I know exactly what's going to happen, and that's the point that you saw the fear, and right then I was like, "Oh, okay, this is, oh, this is interesting." And mm-hmm. I'll admit, I didn't know what the hell they were going to do, and I was just wild on board. The worst scenario I could have seen was that it turns out Mobius was the bad guy which yeah. I doubt would have yeah. happened ever. But I, I, I thought was it was gonna heart. be like, I thought it would have been things like, maybe it turns out Mobius was like a Loki variant in, in an alternate timeline. But like, I didn't know what to expect. And I loved it for that. Like, I, I don't think I've ever been this shocked with a Marvel property. I haven't felt this emotionally invested in a Marvel property since Guardians. And I haven't felt this stunned since I saw the first Avengers movie in theaters.
9: Like, at the end of the episode, I was just slack I just sat there for a second, like, oh, my God. Like, I, I haven't had that happen to me since. Uh, spoilers for a very, like, an old show now, which is crazy that I can say that it's old. But when Hank died in Breaking Bad, but like... I, I was slack when it happened. Not even Game of Thrones did that for me.
7: Like, it's really good writing that you set up this character that's willing to manipulate and you know twist everything around. Literally crafted everything to his will, so that way he could come out on top in some way. Like I saw this tweet. Like you can like that's good writing where you can do that with a character, and then at the very end just realize, oh wait, he's the good version.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
6: yeah. I loved his malicious benevolence. Like he mm. had a very interesting energy. The, char- the, the character and Jonathan it was like it super well.
4: It was kind of like Eisenberg's Lex Luthor in a way.
8: Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Was, yeah, yeah. I was I, feeling
6: he was like a toned down warden from Super Jail.
8: I I um, really that
6: level of like you think he's in control and he's charming, but he's also going to destroy everything.
8: I
5: really thought
1: that it was... Go ahead. Okay, so... I was very worried that it was going to end up like... The Mandalorian Season 2 finale. Which I... Hate. I really... I... I don't know. There's something about that de-aging Luke Skywalker thing just really pissed me (laughs) off. And I was worried that was going to happen to Jonathan Majors. But his performance... Fucking saved the episode. I mean, there was a bunch of exhibition but at least he like made the conflict interesting, and he was like, you know, like a foil to like both Loki's and the fact that like Sylvia chooses to kill Kang over Loki. I I found that really powerful, and at the end, I think you know, I- it was a really it was a really solid show. I really liked it.
8: Yeah, and I really thought it was interesting that they built up throughout the series like what makes a loki a loki well they're very mischievous they're always lying you never know if they're telling the truth they're always one step ahead and then right at the end they have this character that outsmarts uh the lokis and uses them to reshape uh the timeline and i thought that was really great that's that's why i kind of disagree with some some people's criticisms who say like
0: um like Kang kang's appearance kind of disrupts um like the themes of the series. Mm-hmm. Um to me he's he is just more like an extension of of Loki's arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also I still personally think that in the end Sylvie was Sylvie was the villain of season one because she was the one who ultimately betrayed Loki. Yeah. She who could not be trusted or she who can't trust anyone Loki who cannot be trusted. And then you have he who he who remains, who is basically just an agent of chaos.
9: Like it calls into question, um, like what happens when an an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? Exactly. Right.
7: Right. I see Drake stewing over all this, and I'm really curious to see what's going on in your head,
3: Drake. Um. Oh, not much uh what's <laughs> <I, I, laughs> going on in my head I was, uh, I, was, I was reading this uh uh thing on like a marvel forum earlier this morning uh where somebody compared uh that scene uh to adam and eve where uh sylvie was in that eve position um where you mm. know uh kane uh, really cool. is essentially god and he's in this eden and he's offering this eden to the two of them and then she's like no i think i want to do this instead and she creates an entire infinite amount of new universes in the act of doing so
8: she bites the was, apple
3: yeah and there, there was literally an apple in that scene John yeah Barnes yeah that's that's
8: the- the- yeah <laughs> That reminds me yeah. so
2: much. I, I am a huge fan of CinemaSins, and I am just like, he always makes the joke. And in this scene, they had him bite on an apple, so he looks like even more of an <laughs> asshole. He like an they apple. literally did it in that scene.
7: <laughs> it's, it's funny, too, because I saw people, like, I saw one person try to justify the apple, just like, no, don't you understand the apple is a reference to Doctor Strange when he's practicing with the eye of Agamotto. and he's able to, like, create an apple and bring it back to life, and someone just responded, or it's just a fucking
6: apple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this I say,
4: they are the thousands of years but, of apple symbolism? Guys, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Tony Goldmark, he brought up on Twitter, you know, like, they basically, uh, Loki and Sylvie, they basically meet God of it, and behind him um, are, like, these three huge circles, but they're placed, like, in a particular way behind him. like. Like they, they, they kind of look like the Mickey Mouse
0: head. Yep. And uh, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the director um, Kate Holden even even said, "Let's be real. We all we all know the the mouse is the villain."
9: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I was gonna mention something. I can't remember the name of it, but one thing that I noticed about it that I also noticed that other people on Twitter were talking about. Um, his whole palace, I guess, is design kind of like uh i forget the name of the of the art form but it's something from japanese culture where they where they take like a broken pot or like broken
2: oh and they and they fuse it with gold yes
9: yes yes yeah yeah
6: backstory i'm gonna Uh, i'm gonna say the wrong word it's something i can't but i'm
5: gonna look it up i can't pronounce it it
2: because they did it in a in a recent season of Ruby where they fixed the blade. And I didn't know what that was until then. And I'm like, I can't pronounce that word, but I know what it is.
5: <laughs>
7: <laughs> I, I don't know what it was, but I do remember that uh, some some YouTube buddies we know. Kintsugi. Uh,
6: it's Kintsugi. Kintsugi. Okay. Yeah,
7: uh, I, I think uh, Houston, uh, Houston and uh, 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 Troy O'Boyo, I think we're talking about it on Twitter go subscribe to them. They're awesome YouTubers. And like, I remember when I saw that I was so confused, but crystal knew it right away. I was like, why are you geeking out? I, they're talking about pottery. And you're like, yeah. no, no, this is how it's made. And she explained that everything in the in, in he who remains is like castle. Everything was just deconstructed and constructed back onto itself. And even down to like the the whole thing that he was holding too it was like, yep. that's his, his time tape turner. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's incredible attention to detail. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. that's also one thing that I like that you could tell that this dude doesn't talk to people often. Like that whole like one of the things, and I t- thought it was intentionally awkward when he's just going to set up his time turner mm-hmm. on the end of the table but it takes them about 10 seconds longer than you feel like it probably should have took him to set the time turner up. I'm like, this is intentionally awkward. It's awesome.
6: That's (laughs) how I felt about him pouring tea and going, one, two. I'm like, yes, there's two people in that room, sir. How how
0: long do you think he's gone without seeing or talking to anyone? I doubt doubt Thousand years. years. I doubt even he knows. That
5: was one thing I
1: did. When the canon depends on it, it will, uh, you know, if, if it's 100 years, it'll be 100 years. If it's 1,000 years, it, it all depends on the canon, bro. You know, yeah. but uh, anyway, yeah. I, I got to leave in like 20 minutes. Just a heads up. I'm sorry to like insert these like random things into there. I don't want to ruin the conversation there, but. Uh, no we yes, okay. Awesome. Great. So, uh, yeah.
9: Cool.
1: I,
3: I, I do have a quick thing to bring up. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a plot hole. Maybe it's just something that I'm confused by, but. So Sylvie was hiding in apocalypses, right? So that the TVA yes, mm-hmm. couldn't find her. Mm-hmm. How did the TVA find Loki and Sylvie when they were trapped in the apocalypse?
2: Oh, um, okay. So I was confused about that, I guess, too. They, they created a Nexus event by Loki cre- getting feelings for her. So it was creating some branch weird thing. The closer they got towards feeling for each other, I guess it created not a... <laughs> Uh, someone had to explain it to me there was a, not a next like how they find variants in the first place this is a Nexus event or something else like it's different than a time changing it was just a slightly different like a uh-huh. breach but
6: but
3: how could that how could that happen, I know though, if,
2: someone explained it to me in a certain uh, way I just
3: can't remember yeah. if, if, if they were gonna be apocalypse either way I mean they said
2: it a was a big enough
3: really, thing to where it wanted. changed. Okay. Right. Cause
2: By the way, because doesn't Mobius Drake doesn't Mobius say again like what you did when you guys felt something was weird and it was a big enough time thing that could have took the place down? So it was something weirdly special to where it was big enough to where it broke that hole. We don't see a po-. that's how someone explained it to me. I could be a hundred percent wrong. Yeah. Part- <laughs> By the way, so how I read how about- cool was that? Like,
4: who would have thought? I'm sorry. Were you going to say something?
5: Yeah. Go <laughs> so ahead.
6: So how I read it, that scene, was that Mobius was already looking at uh, apocalyptic events to try and find where they went because they were trying to pull him back. Mm-hmm. And them leaning in for that kiss and those feelings building stood out enough in the apocalypses they were looking at for them to pinpoint like, oh, something really weird is happening here beyond just an apocalypse. Like there were, like, Think that's what was being got is that there's some sort of branch within the apocalypse, which isn't a thing that usually happens, from my understanding. Yeah, that makes sense.
4: Who would have thought, um, like a metaphor for the apocalypse would be, um, displayed through like someone's salad getting ruined?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's not Asgard, that's my lunch. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, Can can, can you stop that, please? Just
4: God, please. No. Why? What are you? And and Loki, like someone, like I've I've seen my Facebook friends kind of share this, like um, um, like like this is like your toddler, like when he does this, like he does something, like he knows will hurt him, he does it anyway. He's like, oh yes, how sad. Anyway.
9: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like he, he he enjoys putting all the salt in his salad.
5: Uh, I, I like
7: to think that that whole thing that whole Nexus event that they created cause, cause the, the, the TVA really only deal with like the stuff that happens in the moment so they've never really had to experience anything like so profoundly off the wall and weird as somebody seeing their alternate self a variant of themselves and thinking you know not gonna lie i tap that this is like another yeah, level. Of yeah, narcissism. exactly. Like it, it's another level of narcissism, but at it the is. same time, I think it's also the best way for Loki to learn self-love.
0: Yep, by like, mm-hmm. literally learning how to love himself. Yeah. hashtag yeah, yeah.
7: Love yourself.
6: <laughs> <laughs> like yes. I'm not
7: talking about Patrick Bateman looking at himself in the mirror, but like the fact that he's able to actually care about somebody else and. I guess technically Loki's already done that in the in I guess it would be the sacred timeline but I, I w- literally before we went on the on this I was watching Cosmonaut Variety Hours video on Loki which is a really good one and he pointed out that when you really boil down Loki's appearances in the other movies he's kind of treated as a as a as a just a punk like, he's barely taken seriously, and he's always the butt of the joke. And, and even in Ragnarok, where he's arguably given the most screen time, he's bullied into helping Thor, and then he betrays him until he's like, you know what, I'll help him out because I want to be known as, like, the savior of Asgard. Like, I came in at the last minute.
4: Yeah, that's and, that's probably why he was such a heartthrob back in 2012, because he was such a punk.
7: Yeah, and yeah. can yeah. confirm Yeah. Also no, helps I, he looks like Tom Hiddleston. i don't believe that he was a heartthrob in Crimson Peak, but you know,
6: uh, can't,
7: can't confirm
0: he is. Okay,
7: but, I
6: actually, I know this is very off-topic, but Crimson Peak is terrible. I just saw this recently.
5: Come oh. on!
6: Goodbye,
5: everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, no,
1: Josh has exited the podcast. And with that note, I actually gotta head out here, guys. I um, being all right. Back. Hey guys, thank you so much for letting me be on this thing. This has been pretty fun. I know it's it, it's uh it, I know I'm a little bit awkward at first, but thank you guys for me on this. I hope oh, I can come too. back on again.
0: Hey Parker, before right. you leave, where can everyone find you online?
1: Um, you guys can find me um on the Bring On Entertainment podcast on YouTube.com, and uh, I have a. Another uh, channel called Galliot Productions. It's G-A-L-L-I-E-T-T. I have another short film being released September 3rd. That's the first official release date I actually have for the movie right now. So check it out September 3rd. That's my birthday. It's going to be badass. It's going to be awesome. And uh, yeah. Awesome. All right. Awesome. See you. Thanks for, you later,
0: thanks for joining thanks us.
7: For thanks for coming.
8: See awesome. ya. And uh, right. I have to kind of piggyback off that and say that I have to go too. <laughs> it's getting kind of late over here. Uh, so uh, thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure. Um, yeah. Uh, if, if I can plug myself real quick, you can find me on Twitter at Kohler Showski and on YouTube, Kohler Showsky. Um I put stuff up on YouTube all the time. So go check me out on there. Uh, I talk about Marvel, DC and tons of other stuff. So, uh, yeah, thank you for having me on thanks for
0: joining
7: us it's it's comical, yeah. seriously
8: yeah. Yep. yep no problem anytime anytime
7: all
8: mobius right mobius thing jesus christ that, <laughs> <mobius>. <laughs> <laughs> only one letter it's so confusing so confusing all right i'll see you <laughs> see
2: ya see ya, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> there were six. Oh yeah there was seven sorry six video screens yeah but yeah that's uh
0: now, now, that was a hot take.
2: That was a hot yeah. take. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank um, you for
6: having me.
4: <laughs> but Can we talk about how awesome the set design is in this show? Yes. Oh, God, yes. What the color palette of the show is. And this- and what it reminded me of, like, when you saw all, like, those t- TV monitors and, like, those, like, keyboards that look like typewriters, what it reminded me of was Terry Gilliam's Brazil. hmm mm-hmm. Did anyone else get that?
0: It was, it was it was like brazil mixed with like that um you know the sort of like epcot kind of like 1950s yeah. future, future aesthetic yeah. yeah
9: and also the cinematography of the last two episodes i think they were done by the same person
7: Oh, well, the whole show was shot by the same person really? I think. yeah yeah
9: I, I thought you told me that like the, the cinematography was done by a different person in the last two episodes
7: no i, I was saying that the cinema the person that did the the cinematography for this show he's going to be they're going to be doing the, the the cinematography for black panther uh wakanda oh, forever
9: Oh yes Ooh. yes because it, it was like that excellent pink shot of like the elevator and yeah. I was like, oh, and he, he told me that it was going to be in Black Panther 2. And I'm like, this is going to be gorgeous.
7: Yeah. Like, I, I think it also just says, like, the testament of Marvel, that they can literally shoot one of their biggest earth-shattering, like, universe-shattering, like, things in a hotel.
9: Yeah. Yeah, because that's an actual place.
7: Like, oh, on- almost all the TVA stuff. I think the whole TVA is pretty much shot at a Hilton resort
0: in, I think Atlanta. Now, now that you say that I, I kind of can't unsee it. Like that. Damn.
6: Yeah. That totally tracks now that you're saying. That.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, it does. But,
7: but yet it's still, it's unbelievably fitting too. Like mm-hmm. at the same time, I can't imagine a bigger hell than being stuck for all time. At a Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: definitely.
7: Um, uh, yeah,
4: it's uh, What about? It's like, awesome. I love. I love like the end credits for each episode too. Yes. Where it got really. I love the image of like the clock that like at first has two hands, but then has like fifty different hands. Yes.
6: Yeah.
5: Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, the song. So or awesome. even like.
6: Are on point too. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed it was Brenda Lee, I think, in episode four. Like that was really well. That's
0: that's that's a good one. Yeah. Yep. So
7: I, I have to admit the the one downside I had to Loki, the only negative I can think of was the beginning of I believe episode two, where it opens with Sylvie just cleaning house with the the, the, the TVA, like, trying to storm in on her at the, at, at the Renaissance Fair in the 80s, and they play Holding Out for a Hero, and that was uh, done during the week where they've had, like, where we had, like, three straight trailers drop where they use that song you had masters of the universe revelation from netflix and kevin smith using that song uh-huh. you had the guardians of the galaxy square enix uh, game where they used that song and then come wednesday it was like three straight days in a row and then it comes to wednesday and then it opens up with that and i was just thinking Man, this is a good week for Bonnie Tyler.
0: Yeah, she's getting all of those royalty checks. It was already used oh, yeah.
4: in uh It was used Detective Pikachu too.
7: Oh my yeah, God, that yeah, too! But yeah. even so, that was like years removed. Still, but it's like to hear it three times in the same week. I, that's the only negative of watching it weekly. But it, I know that was no fault of the showrunners. They didn't know, like, oh shit, the song's going to be oversaturated for this particular. Season. Someone They're
5: just even
2: Sorry, go ahead, Brock. They're just trying to finally overtake its use in Shrek 2. They're trying their hardest. They're yeah, going to get yeah. there one day. <laughs> I was going to say, um, <laughs> someone even did like an
4: AMV sort of thing where they took like the climax of Endgame and said it to Jennifer Saunders' as, I oh, Need no. a Hero. Oh, yeah. no.
0: Oh, yeah.
4: And it fits really well. It looks... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it fits really well.
5: Yeah.
6: I wish people knew Bonnie Tyler had other songs. She's okay. quite great. <laughs> yes. Would you rather There's they play Total Eclipse of with the have part? from for her? That would have fit just as well. I, I agree that was like the only I think the only musical misstep. That song has become a very obvious 80s signifier, you know. Yeah. yeah.
0: Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And
7: yeah. I want to sing the praises of one more cast member. Uh, I've had my eye on her ever since she was rumored to be in The Last Jedi. I'm so happy that Gugu
5: Mbatha-Ra, Mbathara
7: yeah. is getting a lot of attention lately. Like, I'm, I was just so happy that she actually had like a main role
5: mm-hmm. in
7: Loki. And it's not just because I'm simping for her, but it's also because, really, I was surprised that you know, compared to all the charisma machines surrounding her, she was still a force of nature in the show. She was the, the judge.
6: The Renslayer.
7: Renslayer, yeah.
4: The one who was in charge of everything. Mm-hmm.
7: The yeah, one that was always like, Mobius, you can't, you're going off the deep end, you know, damn it, you're, you're, you're the best in the force, but you gotta you gotta calm down. And Mo, Mobius is just like, well, I know, I know, Chief, but but this Loki, <laughs> he's really on to something. He's like, give me your badge. But also, <gasps> here's your badge. You're back on the on the case.
4: Um, I was I liked seeing her in something like that wasn't the Beauty and the Beast remake. Oh my god! Yeah, she played like the oh, feather god. duster. She
7: was oh, yeah. the feather Duster. God, ugh,
9: the
7: feather dumpster. I, just, I thought
5: yeah. That's
9: what
7: the movie belonged so in. The, the feather, feather dumpster. You thought I feather dumpster? Yes.
5: <laughs>
2: <Good>
4: the feather <laughs> duster. That's why. Yeah. Dumpster. God.
2: Oh, yeah! Everyone was everyone was greatly cast. Like they have that stuff down to a T. Like the transitions, all the shows. Like one of my still favorite moments is just like seeing when the episodes cut out. Like in WandaVision, it was good. In freaking Winter Soldier, it was good. And now the slow ticking with the letters at the beginning of each episode.
5: With the yeah, every time
2: I see it, it's so oh, wow. awesome. Really it's so simple, but it's great. It doesn't Mm -hmm. even feel like something from Marvel. That's what I love about it. It's just
4: so unique. Yeah, like that's something you'd see again, like in a Terry Gilliam movie.
2: Yeah, it's they're trying different stuff, and it's always good.
7: My (laughs) my buddy Nolan Dean, he went on record to go on Twitter, and he said that Loki is the best adaptation of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that we'll ever see, and I. Can't help but agree with that. Um, At least, at least aesthetically, like it really does have like a a Douglas Adams kind of feel to it, just in that sense. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I think just the best thing about Loki is that it's able to tackle all this stuff, but yet still be fun, but not overbearingly fun in the sense where Marvel's constantly. I complained about this in the past, but they're always like, oh, but we got to ground it with some quips. Mm-hmm. Throw in a pop culture reference. Throw in, like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, watch it, Lebowski, or something like that. And that works when you're Tony Stark. But not when it's almost every other character.
3: Mm-hmm. That, and, that's, a, that's a problem that I had with Black Widow.
7: See, I didn't have it so much with Black Widow, but I could see where people would have those problems. Yeah. But Go ahead. Go ahead.
9: No, go ahead.
7: But, but Loki, the humor just came in from... The characters' personalities, and I think that's just the yeah. best. Like one of my favorite exchanges is probably in the very first episode where you know Loki says like something, and and uh, Mobius is just like, "Oh, I, I like that. that. That I like that. That's a big metaphor. Makes you look smart. I yeah. am smart. Okay. Okay. Okay." I <laughs> thought you didn't like to talk. <laughs> <laughs>
9: uh, I just want to gush for a second. Um as much as I had like I'm gonna change subject for just a second. But as much as I had uh like a couple gripes with Black Widow, I loved Elena. I loved her yeah. character so so much.
4: Florence Pew, yeah. Yes.
9: Yeah. Is P- it Ah or Pew?
3: Pew Lawrence Pew. Okay. Uh, I've been saying her
9: wrong. Yeah, all you've been this saying it wrong the whole yeah. time.
3: <laughs> it, and it looks like, uh, based on the after credit scene of Black Widow that she's gonna be in Hawkeye.
9: Yeah, yeah. I'm yep.
3: quite excited about
2: that. That is one thing that is nuts to me now. Where I was kind of like, Okay, so how required are they gonna make these shows? And then I'm sitting inside Black Widow and it goes and I'm like, that end credit scene just teased the Disney Plus show. I'm like, all right. We're there now.
4: They're like, we you gotta that, watch
5: this stuff. <laughs>
4: we we actually mentioned this, uh, me and Mike, uh, when we had Hayden on board for Renegade um, Matinee. Um, we were talking about Black Widow. Like, it was kind of interesting. Like, I kind of, it kind of unintentionally works after you see Falcon the Winter Soldier because it's more of a shock when you see how much the TV shows um, are involved in the movies rather than vice versa.
5: I'd say, the, I'd say the
0: relationship between the movies and the shows are more or less more or less equal. I mean, yeah. granted, we haven't we've only seen one movie so far in Phase Four, but um, it's 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 kind of cool how um, how every, like Mar- like like the producers just just kind of assume that like they, they assume that you're watching everything, but it it never feels. It would never feel like homework to, you know, to watch one of these movies if you, if you haven't caught up with with any of the shows. Yeah.
2: I just, when I was sitting in the theater, I was next to my friend and they're like, oh, does that mean she's going to be in Hawkeye? I'm like, yep. And she turns to me, she's like, is it wrong that I'm going to cheer for her against Hawkeye? <laughs> mm.
9: <laughs> It's not wrong at all because I fell in love with her the moment she was like, what are you doing with the, the hair flip? You,
5: you look
2: like a poser. That whole conversation with her and Natasha about the pockets on the vest, that was
5: yes. dying.
7: No. <laughs> Just, again, small small, small thing, and then we'll get back to, to, to Loki real quick, but Crystal actually ruined Valentina for me.
5: <laughs> no, no, don't bring it on here. Okay, you... you
7: Mike, you've probably seen my, uh, my my tweets a couple times.
5: Uh-uh.
7: And uh, are any of you familiar with a YouTuber called Scott the Woz?
4: Yeah. No, yes, oh, like, yes I see that. I know and where you're so going with this.
7: Crystal, Crystal was watching it, and you know it gets to where Valentina like introduces herself, like next to Yelena. She's just like, huh. I'm, I'm I'm so sorry. Just, I have an allergy with the Midwest or something like that."
5: And, you know, I'm allergic
7: to the Midwest, and, you know, that whole exchange is happening. And, you know, very awesome cliffhanger stuff. I'm excited for Hawkeye, by the way. And, yes, it's mostly because of Haley Steinfeld, but also because I love (laughs) Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. Seriously, go read it. It's a classic.
5: It's really good.
7: But Crystal ruined Valentina as a character (laughs) because she said, why does it feel like you could – like?" Why does everything she say remind me of Scott the Waz? Just remove Julia (laughs) Louis-Dreyfus and put Scott Wozniak in the role with his delivery and everything. If you've seen his videos and just imagine her dialogue just with that delivery, it's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I just have an allergy. I'm allergic to the Midwest or something like that. Like just hearing Scott's just like, hey y'all, uh elaine valentina here listen the u.s they don't need a captain america they need a u.s agent and i literally read out some of her dialogue from falcon and the winter soldier when she was talking to john walker and his wife i don't remember her name because she wasn't important to to the story (laughs) and um you know, she was just like, oh, you can call me Yelena something or uh, Valentina something so or another, but, but you know, you just you can also call me Valentina, but I also don't prefer that, so call me this. And I swear to God, I just I can't hear it any other way and I fucking hate you for that, <laughs> Crystal. I'm
9: sorry. Y'all are, if if you're not familiar with Scott the Wads, you're going to have to go watch him in order to see what I'm talking about.
4: I'm familiar with him. I,
7: I'm, I'm,
9: I'm not even a familiar.
4: gamer. I love his videos.
7: I I feel like I'm going crazy because I remember I tried to explain that to Gwen, Gwendolyn J. Stone, and she just... I could tell she was just like, you know, good for you. I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my God.
6: What that was a... I- um- oh.
4: I was kind of like like that before the podcast started, before you guys came on board. Why I said Drake kind of sounds like Chris Duckman.
7: <laughs> I can hear she it. Don't. It's it, it's it's in the cadence. Yep. Yeah. 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 I I always thought that Keona sounded like Ryan Johnson, which for me that was know, like the director. I don't think I've
2: ever heard Ryan Johnson talk. If I'm being honest, he very high pitched. voice. Very so okay. Okay. So. Huh. So, um.
7: Right.
6: Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. And you
4: guys, you guys said one time that I sound like Jason Bateman. Yeah, I I I was surprised at first, but okay, I was like, okay, I'm flattered by that. I like Jason Bateman.
8: So,
7: going back to Loki, just to transition us back, I, I found this meme of Scarlet Witch meeting Evil Thanos in Endgame, but they photoshopped Loki's head on her saying we royally messed up and they photoshopped mobius onto thanos (laughs) yeah that yeah that is that's something that
5: that is a that
6: that hit me i was like yeah "Yeah, no you have to remember him and then i was like oh wait right the concept of this show is multiple universes
9: yeah
3: yeah
9: for me it hit exactly how i expected it to hit loki just like, what are you talking about? It's it's, it's me and they're like
0: <gasps> And then and then you you see uh the statue and it's yes. and
2: actually being the Conqueror. Yeah, I was like mm-hmm. oh,
3: That's uh that's something else. Man
9: Like that's the point where the show went flu bar.
3: That yeah. that was like uh the uh ending of uh Planet of the Apes with the Statue of Lidl- Yes. Yes.
2: Yes, that was very much. And one actually, thing I it was really... kind of
3: like more like the Tim Burton remake, which was uh, even more. Oh, or they
2: go back and he's
0: um <laughs> he's Lincoln. Abraham, yeah. Abraham Lincoln.
3: Yeah,
2: it
0: was there all yeah. along.
2: You're damn dirty. <laughs> the, like I think the craziest thing, honestly, about this entire show, about being perfectly surreal, is that they were that hard on it that no, nothing extra that, and it ends with a stamp that says they're doing season two. And they're yeah. like, yep, yep. We're like, yep, we're not doing it. Then nothing was like, oh!
0: All right, you realize the gold mine you have here. Yeah. Um, I, I want to get into that a, li- a little bit more because there there's reports going going around that Loki season two begins production in um, in January. So I've got two questions for you. One, um, how how soon do you think we'll actually be seeing um, season two? And where on the timeline um, do you think it'll take place? I don't know, because they could just slot these
2: TV shows in whenever. Oh, that's, no, that's true. Like, they don't have to wait for theater openings or anything like that. They could just go, Disney Plus. <laughs> and it just... And it's, it's really weird because, and again, I don't know how long it takes to shoot these, like, six-episode shows. But, and... There's also a visual effect, effect, too. But, well, I, I get that, but I'm like, I'm just thinking, raw shooting time, and then visual effects, you could, like, is it feasible that you could see it a year after they start shooting it? Um, it's possible.
7: I like, say... Maybe some point before Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, which how the fuck is Scott gonna fight Kang? But he's not at the, <laughs> comedically. At yeah, the same with his time,
2: sharp wit and good immortal looks.
7: I, I, I feel <laughs> like season two just opened up the walls to be even more balls, if that makes sense. And I think it'll come after Doctor Strange two. But before Ant-Man Mania, <laughs> what?
2: I, I'm right now, I'm hearing Michael Pena attempting to explain
0: the multiverse, <laughs> and I'm fucking dying. <laughs> oh, God. I can hear it, too.
6: God. Oh, like
2: so, my, my, he's got one of my favorite scenes in the entirety of the entire MCU. We just rolls up with the van, rolls out the window, and goes what's up, and that's all. of That's it. That's one of the best scenes. <laughs> <laughs>
5: like,
2: I'm here to be stupid, and everyone loves me. I let it just. off oh. but there's a lot of stuff where that could tie in now because, like you said, they're having Kang, like actual Kang, premiere in Ant Man. That is crazy to me. What else are they gonna do in that movie that isn't Kang if you're going to put Kang in that movie?
0: Everything else is going to be overshadowed. Like
3: Yeah. <laughs> I I heard a rumor that there's gonna be multiple Kangs in phase four, actually, because Oh, there uh, could be. Yeah, we, we I mean it makes sense. I mean, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. yeah. They're all trying to conquer. So.
2: Yeah, that that whole multiverse thing is making my head spin. Because I was like, you know, when all of a sudden they did Thanos, I'm like, cool, he's going to be done. They just got the Fox stuff back. Maybe they could do Galactus, and then that could be for a while. And I'm like, they're probably not going to touch multiple universes for a bit. And then they totally shot that in the foot. They're like, nope,
0: we're doing that right fucking way. So uh, (laughs) So here, here, for those who don't know, are all of Kang's um, aliases in the comics. Um, Immortus. Oh, boy. Iron Lad, yep. um, Another Young Avengers nod. Um, Rama Tut, um, who actually um, premiered before um, Kang, and then this one's kind of new to me. Um, Victor Timely, a divergent version of Kang, establishes a small, quiet town called uh, Timely, Wisconsin in yeah! 1901 yeah! <laughs> to serve as a 20th century base, where he occasionally resides as Mayor Victor Timely. Um,
5: posing as Victor
0: Timely Jr., he develops an interest in a visiting college graduate named uh, Phineas Horton, providing the young man with insights which eventually lead to the creating the original Human Torch. And then the other variant was um, Scarlet Centurion. So there's Nip- huh. the- uh, Nathaniel Richards II, oh yeah, and Marcus Kang, aka Marcus the Twenty Third.
9: Which, real quick, didn't you mention that his real name what was it? Nathaniel.
7: Nathaniel Richards. Yep. Nathaniel Richards, because Crystal was completely out of the loop with the casting. So when she, when when he who, who remains showed up, literally the first thing on her mind was, who, who, who the fuck is that? And she didn't even know about the casting. And I was just sitting there like, oh, shit, he's here. I thought he was just going to be, oh, my God. And I I gushed to her later, like, no, they casted him early. And I pulled up the character that he was playing. And when I pointed out uh, Richards, I just asked her, so who's another character in the Marvel pantheon who has the last name Richards?
9: And And I, a normie, had no idea.
7: It's okay though because that means you didn't watch the first three Fantastic Four movies.
9: Which is a blessing. The first
7: four
2: Fantastic Four movies. Oh, don't God. forget about that one no <laughs> one talks about.
7: I, either that or you're like me, who did watch all, unfortunately, four Fantastic Four movies, and don't remember anything because they were forgettable.
4: How sad is it about these Fantastic Four movies that the
2: best one is apparently the one produced by Roger Corman?
7: I am so sorry about that, Gwen.
2: Yeah, the wor- well, in my opinion, the first half of the very last one is the best version of what we've had outside of some stuff. But now you'll get to see a Fantastic Four movie that's made for the purpose of story and not trying to retain rights. So there's hope.
0: That is true. And as-
2: <laughs> maybe like this is not directed by
4: someone who has a huge ego. Well,
0: suffice studio Craig that
4: doesn't does care. Speak
7: for all Joshes, I hope you know that. I know. Okay on um, on on that uh, on me fighting another variant of my name. <laughs> unfortunately, me and Crystal actually have to get going right now.
0: Okay. All right. Well, now now seems like a good time to wrap up. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Going going around the hall ho- around the horn. Um, final thoughts on Loki. Josh, Crystal. I guess we'll start with you guys first. I love it.
9: Fantastic. Like Josh said, probably one of the. A 10 out of
0: 10. This
7: is up there for me, like, in the top five things in the MCU. The fact that this stuck the landing. And if season two is half as good as this, it's going to be a miracle. Anything's better than season two of Daredevil. Haley? Yeah. <laughs>
6: really? Oh, that's a hot take. Um, this is what... Loki is fantastic. I really it's everything I wanted as a as a big Loki fan Um, I got many things that I loved I got banter I got Owen Wilson I got excellent (laughs) casting I got my sexual Loki I got a crocodile Loki the only thing that kind of makes me want uh, say WandaVision was a little better is that I wanted just a little more closure of something in that last episode like everything was kind of left hanging And obviously, there's going to be a season two, so I'm not as annoyed about it as I would be. But it would have been nice to wrap up one plot line before throwing us into another thing. But other than that, this is really, really solid and really excited for the next set of stuff.
0: Awesome. Drake? Um, Yeah,
3: I I enjoyed Loki. Uh, I do think there are some problems with it, mainly that, you know, this. This is 2012 low key. Uh, Literally two weeks ago, he killed thousands in New York and now we're just being like, Hey, I'm a totally different person because I watch (laughs) five minute preview of my life. Uh, So I I did have a little bit of a problem with that. Um, But other than that, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's up there with WandaVision. Um, Yeah. And I'm excited to see what else they do with these TV shows. And I also love how this totally opened up the universe. Uh, marvel could do anything now with infinite yep. possibilities
0: indeed jacob
4: i wasn't expecting this to be the one to jumpstart the entire multiverse thing but i'm glad it was the one it's hella distinctive it's memorable it's zany it's dark It's it's got everything that makes like a truly interesting marvel installment it's one of my favorites in the entire saga and I am just dying to see what they do with season
2: two. And I'm also looking forward to "What If." Same, Brock. Zero out of ten because they didn't have Lightning McQueen. No, um, <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, no,
2: no, uh, nice callback. Uh, yeah, I, I have to. I just I was just like, "Come on, you own the company." No, it's fine. No, it was great. It was absolutely great. I like um as far as like groups of outsiders in like the movies. Like Thor was one of the lower ones because like drill and all that, but I always really liked Loki. Um, And I had no idea what the show was going to be. I had legitimately no freaking idea what the show was going to be when it started. It was self, it was really contained into a lower thing, even though they did bad shit, crazy stuff with it. It was, it was well done. And they just, they can literally make Loki like their, I want to say borderline Doctor Who of like Marvel and just keep letting yes. him. Stuff and I would love that. Go Go and do that and like, I also know nothing about Doctor Who. I was just trying to sound cool, but uh, you were on point. You are on point. Okay, cool, glad, but yeah, th- like keep doing this. Let Tom Hiddleston keep having a random six episodes to tie stuff together, and just tap that charisma because my God, that guy's good. Like I said, there was some kind of stuff where I get oh, I was done. I just it's whatever. And like you said, it was the only one of the shows where it didn't have a clear cut ending. So I kind of get what everyone's getting at with that, with the closure stuff. But it is cool that all of a sudden it was like, there's a cast of characters I wanted to see more of. This is the only place I'm going to see them. So I'm glad I'm getting another season of it. Because, like, with WandaVision and all of them, I'm getting to see those characters in movies. With Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like, those are it. I'll see them again in movies. If Loki would have left this show, I was not seeing any of these people ever again. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we're getting Loki again because these, like, set of, like, solid six or seven people are amazing. So I'm glad we get to see them again.
0: In the eleven, well, ten, in the, in the ten years that Tom Hiddleston has played this character, I think Loki has given him a the most work, the most uh, material to work with. B, the most interesting concept uh, and sandbox to play in, with introducing the multiverse, introducing, well, reintroducing time travel, in. In the way that um, that it's been established here, and uh, introducing the audience to some of my favorite Marvel supporting characters like Mobius, uh, like Judge Renslayer, um, like Hunter B fifteen, and all and of course all the Loki variants. Um, the show the show is amazing. Um, I'm really excited to see uh, where the rest of Phase Four goes, and to see what lies ahead in Season Two. So yeah, I I'm I'm really excited about about the future. Yeah, one thing I want honestly, and there was memes made about
2: it if they do it in Season Two ever, a lot of people, a lot of really dumb people got upset by the fact that they hinted at the fact that Loki was bisexual. Uh, (laughs) I I want, please, 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 please in season two, make a reference to the horse.
7: Please. Please.
2: At some point, because I want to watch some people's heads explode.
3: (laughs)
0: And with that.
3: Hold on, hold on. You cannot just leave it on that. You got to tell me what this horse is. Okay, oh, in, my, in, like Nor- no in, Norse, in Norse mythology. Norse mythology is
6: fun.
2: Norse mythology is fun. In Norse mythology, Loki disguised himself as a horse, got he impregnated, knows. and then gave birth to Pegasus. <laughs> Norse mythology is a real fun time. You want to go down a rabbit hole? Just go is on Wiki. Is he also
9: the dad of Jormungandr? Yes. yes. Yeah.
2: Loki's done some weird snake. stuff. <laughs>
7: Sorry, Drake. I know, Dude,
2: you
4: didn't know
7: when when Kratos and the boy were talking to that giant snake that was sprung from Loki's loins. Yes. Yes. What What? What did Vince McMahon say when he brought out his son? Because I heard it earlier today, and now I'm thinking about that with the snake. (laughs)
6: There's a lot going on in
2: Norse mythology. It's pretty fun. Norse
6: mythology is a real fun
7: time. All right. Yeah. I, okay. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got a thing to end it on, but I wanted to be the very last thing that's said in this. So let's go ahead. Let's let's. let's yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, um, thank you guys for joining me on this uh, really fun Loki slash MCU podcast. Uh, before we head out of here, um, Haley, where can everyone find you online or not find you?
6: I was gonna say. You can find me as you always can, uh, going into the Facebook Renegade Pod uh, Pop Culture Facebook page, or you can hear me be tortured by various anime every season during our podcast. Well, um, poke me. I don't, I don't really do Twitter or social media or whatnot. Uh, go, go ahead and yell at me below this about how I don't like Crimson Peak or whatnot.
2: Oh boy.
6: <laughs> I know. I know. I'm inviting trouble there.
7: So, right. you invited it when you, when, when you dumped on Crimson Peak.
6: <laughs> I really thought I was gonna get more dumped on for not being in uh not being super into Falcon in the winter Soldier. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs>
0: as it turns out, uh, it's the Del Toro fans that are yeah. that will come after you.
6: Yeah, I should have avoided, I should have known about Peak Hive,
0: <laughs> Drake. Where can everyone find you? Uh. You could
3: look up my name, Drake Burstra. That's B-U-U-R-S-T-R-A on YouTube. Uh, you could also look up Spring Lake Watershed on YouTube. Uh, basically, what I do is I have trash cleanup videos where I'm cleaning up trash in the Grand River. Uh, nice. And I, yeah. Aww, and, that's that's, that's awesome. awesome.
5: I didn't know uh, that. Also, uh, that's so yeah.
3: cool. Uh, I, uh, it's a new thing that I'm doing, and I've uploaded the last the, the first two Episodes on Facebook, also. So nice,
5: that's yeah. awesome, man.
9: Yeah,
0: good for you. Thank you. Uh, Josh and Crystal, where can people find you?
9: You go first. You can find me on Twitter at uh simply underscore ragu816. You can also find me on TikTok there, but I i, I have not been posting. Um,
7: you're real quiet <laughs> after that Batman Beyond TikTok. <laughs> <laughs>
9: that that, and you can also find me uh, on Facebook Uh, just not doing anything on Facebook either (laughs) because I don't use social media too often but uh, you can find me under my name Crystal Gillum and that's about it
7: you can find me on Twitter at JSH Lozano where I regularly simp for Phoebe Waller Bridge in Indiana Jones 5 she looks amazing Uh, you can also hear my opinions on there sometimes you can Subscribe to my YouTube channel, JoshBoy64. I swear to God I've been hyping this up for months now, and I know I'm late, but it's coming out better. I'm going to have a Kevin Smith video up soon, and then I might have it uploaded next month in August, in which case I'll have two videos up by then. One that's very near and dear to my heart, and I think you guys are going to love it. It's about a particular boy who's blue. And yeah. you can also find me on Facebook at Joshua Lozano, even though I barely post on there to begin with. But you know what? Whatever. And you can also follow me at Instagram at Joshua Lozano, I believe, where you can regularly see my stories where I hint at – I post some post-production stuff for pre-production stuff for my next short film, which is going to be a remake of an older film that I wrote a long time ago. And that, there's some very exciting stuff there. I won't go too into it.
0: Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Jacob?
4: You can find me on Facebook and Twitter under Jo Crabill, K-R-E-H-B-I-E-L. I have a Letterboxd account Streaming Demon, and you can find me on the Renegade Pop Culture Facebook group.
0: And Brock?
2: You can find me everywhere at Organoid Zero, Twitch, which you, some of you might be watching this on, uh, Facebook and the Renegade Pop Culture stuff, and on YouTube, which... I just uploaded today the um, fresh takes for "This Is Spinal Tap" that me and Mike recorded. We're in the process of uploading stuff for "Evangelion," and me and Mike have another thing that's going to become really weirdly full circle coming up involving the <laughs> these shows here. So I'm quite excited about
0: that. Yeah,
6: nice. Doing all yeah, sorts a lot of
2: random stuff.
0: A lot of fun uh, projects coming up. You guys yeah. can find me on Twitter at Captain K42. You can check out all my quick thoughts on Letterbox.com/slash Coach K42. You can find me in all the various Facebook groups, just at my name. You can check out Renegade Pop Culture on Facebook and Twitter at Ren Pop Culture. You can also find us on Pod Chaser. And coming soon, we will have a Patreon. Details for that to be determined. You can listen to all of our previous podcasts on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. And last but not least, everything can be found at renegadepopculture.com. Me and Escape, so do we. That'll do it for this episode of Renegade Capes. We will catch you guys later. Peace out.
9: wait, 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 yeah.
0: wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait,
7: wait.
9: One more thing.
0: I'll end off with
7: this tweet from user at Chevy underscore fiend. Oh, no. I like how the finale of Loki is literally just Kingdom Hearts (laughs) LaMau. Good night, everybody.